0: Hello, this is the State Senate DFL podcast, Call of the Senate. I'm your host, Senator Jeff Hayden. Thank you for joining us. The purpose of the podcast is to allow you, the listener, to better understand our senators with stories about their background, where they grew up, the moment they knew they wanted to be a public servant. Also, we'll be discussing legislation or general changes in society that they hope to accomplish during their time in the Senate. Welcome Senator Carla Bingham to Call of the Senate. We're glad to have you here.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Senator Hayden.
0: Good, good. So tell us about your district. Uh, sure. that you represent?
1: Sure. So um, I basically have everything from South St. Paul down to, to Nininger Township. So I have Cottage Grove, St. Paul Park, Newport, Afton, the surrounding townships of uh, Denmark Township, Grey Cloud, I have Grey Cloud Island. I also have Nininger Township, Hastings, and then um, a good portion of South St. Paul. So I have the south side of South St. Paul.
0: So you know a little something about that part of town. Absolutely. I heard you were born and raised yep. there.
1: Absolutely. And it goes even before me. Me, uh, my grandfather was uh, born and raised in South St. Paul, and he worked for a very, very long time at Swift and Company Stockyards after coming back from. World War Two. Uh, my mother was born and raised in the district. Moved uh, from South Saint Paul, I think, in third grade to Newport, okay. uh, which is um, obviously part of the district, and uh, that's where I was uh, born and baptized, as I say. And then, <laughs> about a year uh, into uh, my life, I moved to Cottage Grove, where my parents actually still live in the house that, uh, that? yeah, that I uh, that I was raised in, and. Both my siblings and mother all graduated, uh, and myself graduated from Park High School. We have PhDs, Park High diplomas. (laughs) (laughs) And and so, um, you know, we don't, we don't, uh, uh, leave Cottage Grove, uh, so it's a wonderful town, and the surrounding communities are are fantastic. So, Great.
0: so tell us your journey to the legislature. I know you and I <laughs> yes. uh, served in the House together. Absolutely. But tell us a little bit about so sure. you, you grew yes. up there. You went to high yes. school. Uh looks like you went on to the University to Winona State.
1: Yeah. And um, I have I have a bachelor's as a um paralegal there. So that's kind of what I'm trained in, in doing. Okay. I'm currently on leave and I'm hoping I get to go back uh to work at the Hennepin County Attorney's Office in Child Protection. Um my first stint at the Hennepin County Attorney's Office was in property crimes and I just I love working there. But so I have a degree as a paralegal. And then um, I came back from Winona, and my former English teacher was the mayor. And I started attending some of the city council meetings, and she was like, yeah, what what are you doing? You're like 22 years old. What are you doing coming to city council meetings? And my father is a longtime captain of the fire department. And, um, in fact, when he retired, my brother took over. So my family has a long history of giving back to the community. And so I was appointed to the Public Safety, Health, and Welfare Commission. And um, then I ran at the age of 25 for the Cottage Grove City Council. And, and won. And that was, you know, still my favorite and sweetest, uh, win, you know, the, and because it is your hometown and it's just, uh, was so humbling to be able, uh, to represent them, uh, on the council. And so really I worked on get reestablishing the canine unit for our community there. And then two years into that, a good friend of yours and mine, uh, then state representative uh, Katie Steven, okay. <laughs> called me and said, yeah, I'm not running. I'm running for the state Senate. And then she literally hung up on me, which is kind of her way of saying, <laughs> hey, you should, you should think about this exactly. and say, without really saying it. And so... Um, Uh, I ran for the House, and then you and I both were elected in in the 2006 election and took office in 07. I did that for four years, focusing a lot on public safety um, and clean water, which I think we'll probably get to, Uh, and then... After four years uh decided to uh go back to college to get my graduate degree as a masters in public affairs from the University of Minnesota and uh got married and uh then decided to run for the Washington County Board of Commissioners. That's right. And I sat You're a there county commissioner. Yeah, yeah. I sat there uh for a little over three years and then the special election happened uh last year and was Uh, elected here so it's been an incredibly humbling and exciting journey i very much um it's the opportunity of a lifetime to represent your hometown i just can't say enough
0: it is Uh, well you're doing a fantastic job so tell us about um like like some of the challenges that you've had in the sure. community, tell us about um, you know that you guys have been in the news around water yes. and clean water, and yeah. and you understand yeah. that you know much yeah. better than I. And so I don't want to I don't want to miss miss uh, miss miss talk about it. I, I, in other words, I want sure. you to be able to tell us kind of what 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 is that? How has that community fared after dealing with those? Well, issues?
1: We're a very uh, resilient community, and and we come together to find solutions, and that's what we did in this situation. You know, it was about eleven years ago um in fact it was our inauguration day in the house uh senator hayden when i was walking back and i sat down to my desk and of course we didn't know even our legislative assistants at that time because they start the same day we do and um i got a call from the pollution control uh commissioner commissioner of uh, the mpca saying that hey uh, there's going to be announcement that you have contamination in your water and it's from 3m and so that kind of start started everything and um From that, we had to look at what the limits were, what adverse health effects they would have, uh, and we did legislation establishing that uh, health-based level. Now, 3M is a big player in your your community, right? A big employer
0: and and adds a lot to the community. So I imagine that wasn't the easiest thing to do is to wrestle with no
1: and and to this day they really have never testified in a in public about any of it but i think um you know we have to do what's right to protect our residents and everybody everybody deserves clean drinking water and that should be a nonpartisan issue is making sure that you know folks that have contaminated drinking water that we can work together uh in with stakeholders and figure this out we've we've done that through the years Um, We have biomonitoring programs for it, Um, and then most recently last year, thank you, uh, then Attorney General Lori Swanson, uh, there was a lawsuit, and um, there's an $850 million settlement, uh, and we did legislation to kind of make sure that nobody can touch that money and that it goes to the affected areas, the impacted areas, for um, cleaning up the source. And so that is our, our water treatment facilities. We have a lot of people on wells out in uh, the rural parts of my district, and so um, that money is going towards that. And I've really been an advocate to making sure that everybody um, gets heard on that. So it that. can't get raided, right.
0: nobody can come
1: in, and right, yeah, it's really, it's even earning interest. I mean, there's yeah. it's very prescriptive yes. as to where the money Absolutely. should Absolutely, and, and nobody should be able to touch that. And then more recently, so that was what we call a natural resource settlement, Senator Hayden. That really only deals with with the environmental side of it, right? Mm-hmm. But what about the health impacts mm-hmm. of it? I mean, we know that um, this is not good for pregnant women, for nursing women, um, and it's just that there are some very adverse effects and impacts from this chemical. And so,
0: Have they started to show up yet or the, uh, some of the adverse effects of, of the
1: chemical? Well, that's what now? we're looking at. So the Department of Health over the last pl- decade plus has – a lot of information and what I have a bill this year with uh, Representative Claflin who represents the house uh, in this area to have the University of Minnesota study that data to make sure it's sufficient, it's um, done with best practices and so we can look at what additional information we need to really get um, a grasp on, on the health impacts of this chemical that uh, is in the water. and. We're really working on a, a community. Local governments are working on resolutions for the the environmental side, the water treatment side, and now we need to really hone down on on the health impacts. You know, I, I just turned forty this weekend, and I have had um, All the way that. yeah, yes, yeah. I've had uh, neighborhood and childhood friends that have passed away from colorectal cancer that are my age. Um, there's a lot of people that have. Autoimmune disease that are my mother's age. And so um, we need, they deserve answers. And we're going to do our our damnedest to make sure that we can uh, get them their answers. So,
0: you know, one of the things that I've, uh, over the years that I've known you, you've always worked good bipartisanly. Yes, yes,
1: absolutely. Um, And I think
0: that the public is really uh, wishing and hoping uh, (laughs) that we could do that in a much better way. Things have seemed to have gotten. Uh, much more polarized. Absolutely. So, tell us a little bit about w- how you do that, or why you do it, or what what has driven you to be able to work in a bipartisan manner.
1: Well, one, I will say, from when I left in twenty eleven to now, it is palpable, and and it's actually kind of gross how how partisan it's become up here, Jeff. It's a it's a big um, change, but it it comes with. I don't represent a party; I represent people. And I know that everybody in Senate District 54, they're not Democrats. Mm -hmm. Um, I like, um, they're not all Democrats. And so I I have the responsibility of representing all people. And I think that um, for the most part, we usually agree on stuff up here. Um, And I think we should be able to have adult conversations and and really um, be the adults in the room and find find solutions for Minnesotans. It's just in my nature. Um, I know that we We really have some good ideas, and whether that's a Democrat or Republican, I really don't care i we We just need to get these ideas going right. um and you know we just really owe it to Minnesotans to work together and to find solutions for them, and that's always been my goal here
0: Has it been helpful that you're a lifelong resident of the district so yes. you know a i know lot the people, people. I know, know the, the people, people. Well, yeah. and so therefore yep. you can. Kind of get beyond maybe things. It makes it easier to
1: represent people when you've lived there your whole life and you continue to live there. Um, You know, you never forget where you came from when you don't leave. (laughs) And so, so I really feel like that has helped me through the years. Um, you know, knowing the teachers, knowing the local business owners, um, you know, and, and knowing the family. And really
0: it's small things that often divide us, that turn us right. into Democrats or Republicans. Maybe right. social issues are, right. are your own personal philosophy versus the actual right. public policy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, we we need to call out people that intentionally divide us, too, on issues that are not necessary for us to be divided on. Um, you know, everybody wants world-class schools, wants safe communities communities want access to transportation and health care and, and, and um, you know, job force, you know, workforce. And so I think when we can keep our eye on that, it makes it a lot easier. And I, I hope that uh, you and I've done a lot of bills through the years, you know, together in the House and now in the Senate. And um, it's it's good stuff. And um, we're improving the lives of Minnesotans. And I think that's what the goal should be for everybody up here, all 201 of us.
0: So tell us some of the things you're working on this year.
1: Absolutely. And how
0: how do you think this is going to work out for us?
1: So besides the water bill that I already discussed, um, I have a very large industrial hemp farm in my district. So I've been working on cutting that red tape and making sure that um, that – commodity in that market is open um for retailers for for farmers um I have a bill that allows the industrial hemp folks to sell to the medicinal marijuana manufacturers I mean we this industrial hemp can be used for insulation can be used for medicinal purposes can be used for textiles so we need to open is that, that is market up The CBD up. conversation yeah. yep. okay Yep the CBD um we have the federal Which is farm the- bill Cannabinoids. The cannabinoids, the, yep. the, yeah, the, that,
0: the ingredient
1: yep, inside of your, hemp yep, yep,
0: or, yep. or cannabis that, it's extracted. that works with your yep. system. That's that's the non-hallucinogenic. Yes, it's PXC not, it's not marijuana.
1: It. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. a mouthful, but I think yeah. it's
0: important for people it, to kind of know the difference. It
1: is, and it also breeds a new generation of farmers, which is good, and diversifies our crop and our, our agriculture commodity here. So it's it's good stuff. And then, um, of course, whether it's prescription drugs uh, or um, access to mental health healthcare issues are always pre- prevalent uh, across Minnesota, so I'm always passionate about that. Um, and as a as a former county commissioner, social service programs um, are important to me to make sure we're doing those right and making sure that people all people have access to them uh, that need them. And then um, you know, really transportation issues, making sure my area can get uh, all day bus service. We don't we don't have all day bus service, which is Um, an impediment to um, our local businesses and our workforce there. And, you know, higher education issues uh, are always um, an issue and making sure that we have you know, world class education for our K through twelve folks And our earliest learners is well, obviously school, a big
0: deal. Do you just have one school district? Or no, multiple? I have
1: um, South St. Paul, I have Hastings, I have South Washington, and then I have a, just a snippet of uh, Stillwater. I yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, so that kind of bring a little bit of a It does, but that. the the formula equity for how we fund our schools is important uh, to our area as well. So just a wide um, gamut of, of issues and and daycare providers, um, you know, they're small business owners. And um, you know we're in a crisis on on daycare services, whether it's in uh, the inner city suburbs or Greater Minnesota. So I've also been working on on those issues. So just so, been so keeping just give busy. Me your,
0: give, give me your take on on the daycare issue because it seems to be over the place. In some places mm-hmm. there seems not to be enough regulation, yeah. and in some places there seem to be over regulation. Well, to I some really people can. it's the it's it's that we're not paying them enough. It's the rates. <laughs> Um, well, some places, you know, so, like yeah, I'm in the people, camp, it's the well some it's places, you know, so like- yeah,
1: it's it's definitely lack of accessible affordable health care and then you also have the fact that these providers are closing up due to regulation so I mean on a weekly basis I I get contacted from a provider um, you know on on some sort of issue I've had complaints from um, the licenser which is a county issue by the way I mean DHS Department of, of Human Services does kind of set the the standard for the regulation or the rule mm-hmm. but it is actually the counties that enforce it, and so um, it's kind of a dual conversation, but like where um, somebody was mowing the lawn in, in the front, but the kids are playing in the back, and they got cited for that. I mean- and somebody had a plunger by their toilet and got cited for that inside the daycare center.
0: So, should the state take over the licensing?
1: I don't know if that's going to be the case because I don't know if it's a one-size-fits-all type approach. But they definitely should be checking in with the counties, and there should be a standard process if there's a variance. That variance process should be clear, transparent, and should be known to all 87 counties. Um, and so that it's applied equally. And if it's not, then we'll know who's not doing it. And right. so I think, to me, I hope we go down that way. And and also, it, look, I'm not a punishment kind of person. I think that we should reward people for good behavior. And if you're passing your inspections, why do you have to go through a 39-page checklist every year um, for an inspection? If you don't have any dings, why isn't there an alternative? Um, process to be to get your license so i think we just have some discussions to have and i am working as we talked about in a bipartisan manner with senator housley who represents the northern part of washington county i have the southern part um you know we we have to take a look at this and and make sure we're not um it is in my opinion a lot of over regulation so we have to have to take a look at that
0: yeah it's a big deal so we're gonna run out of time i got one big last question to ask you what is something about you that people wouldn't know?
1: Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I've already mentioned that I've turned 40, and I will say this. I've never had a cavity in my life. In 40 years, I've never had a wow. cavity. <laughs> so amazing. I'm very in proud of, it, so of that. Maybe the
0: water is, is, is quite all right down there. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, so, things so, are going well.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm actually quite proud of that. I know it might be a little weird, but uh, I, I actually am quite proud of that. So yeah. I don't fear going to the dentist. So, so
0: before we go, tell us. <laughs> how we can get in touch with you, your social media. Absolutely. I'm
1: on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Also, you know, you can always call or email and all that information is on the Senate's website. Uh, So I always look forward to hearing from people. And uh, it's how we can do our job best is by hearing from our constituents. That's fantastic.
0: Senator Carla Bingham, thank you for being on call of the Senate.
1: Thank you, Senator Hayden.
0: Thanks for listening to Call of the Senate. I'm Senator Jeff Hayden, and I hope you enjoy getting to know my colleagues and hearing about important things that are happening at the Capitol. If you'd like to hear more stories, please visit our website, senatedfl.mn, or connect with us on social media with the handle at senateDFL. Thank you.